0: with Dutch and Mac did you just say Mac with a mouthful of alcohol sure did oh that's great <laughs> Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci fi classic Predator one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And today we're talking minute 39 of Predator. You might call it the Greg Ostertag of minutes. Hmm. Who's that? <laughs> he, he, he was a longtime center for the Utah Jazz uh, back in their heyday as doormats to the Chicago Bulls, <laughs> right? Back-to-back championships in 97 and 98. Oh, so he he got dunked on a lot. <laughs> yeah, he was like the big white dude on their team who was oh. dunked on.
1: Man, every every team has a has a big white dude, or at least they <laughs> should. Right. Yeah. So we're we're Seattleites. Uh, were you a mm-hmm. fan of the Sonics back in the
0: 90s? Um, I was a fan right after they stopped being really good. That's when I became a, a big fan. Like yeah. when they had De- Desmond Mason and uh, who was the big guy who had lots of... Reggie Evans, the collector.
1: Oh, okay. So I was yeah. a pretty big fan back in like... Uh, Kind Of the peak Sonics, uh, like mid early and mid 90s, like the Gary Super
0: Payton. Sonics,
1: exactly like, the yeah. Gar- Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, the uh, Rain Man, Rain man. The Rain man, um, and our big white guy was Detlef Shrimp, yeah, yeah, and uh, Shrimp was awesome, he won like the sixth man award a couple times, he would just come up off the bench and drop jump shots and swear at people in Russian and he was he was fucking
0: awesome I mean, was he was any German okay swear to people <laughs> <are German. laughs> who knows he could probably speak some Russian too I mean <laughs> some European language ah! <laughs> we are an educated podcast <laughs>
1: sorry sorry Detlef I know Detlef's a listener so I, I apologize to you
0: um uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, ah. but Detlef was awesome. We that was our big white guy. Well, Detlef was awesome. Um, he every year did like this charity haircut thing where he would cut fans' hairs or fans. Would he give everybody the Detlef shrimp cut? Yeah, and my little brother Zach, Zach Zabrisky former Zach. guest Woo. Zach. I like eating dog food. Brother of the show, uh, when when he was like maybe three or four years old, uh, he my dad. Took him there and had the had the buzz cut in or the Detlef cut. Did you get was, it
1: cut by Detlef?
0: Yes, and I believe oh. his picture was in the newspaper way what? back when with Detlef cutting his hair and um, little little baby Zach with uh, this kind of <laughs> scared look on his face as this, this humongous man is clipping his hair with hair clippers. Did he immediately start swearing at people in German? <laughs> I think it was Russian. Man, how dare oh, you? Oh, that's right. That's right. Russian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, what, what does he say? Uh, what does uh, Spindle A. say? He says, like, us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nachovus. <laughs> <laughs> and then gets shot right. in the head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Uh, classic. That's good. So anyway, uh, what was it? So anyway. Oster tag. Okay, cool. Greg Oster tag. Yeah. And that's number, that's minute 39. We have a good host of minutes coming up uh, on the way where the sports numbers are going to be a little bit more popular. (laughs) I would say you have the rain man who's number 40 and you have several really, really good 41s and lots of good 40s, lots of good 40s. So 39 was not plentiful no not yeah. plentiful yeah. not the highlight of numbers but it's it's a good number all the same and minute 39 opens with hawkins playing jungle team or maybe <laughs> some jungle tag and ends with dutch and mac watching mac. billy <laughs> <laughs> watching billy uh who is watching the jungle
1: yeah so we uh <clears throat> we got the team they're moving through the jungle i feel like in a you know, in a different movie, they might have some credence playing here as they walk through the oh, jungle. Yeah. You know, uh, but we get Hawkins. We haven't. I feel like we haven't seen much of Hawkins lately. Um, mm-hmm. He's coming on down this hill, and he's holding his weapon, and uh, he does this nice little move where <laughs> he kind of pauses and points the gun, sort of very gently. Off camera, almost like you would if you were like, you know, eight years old playing guns in the woods. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, it's just, it's just such a funny, I'm going to point my gun here, I'm going to put my gun there. Nobody else is doing this except Hawkins, so I think it really right. sells him as the rookie. It's very deliberate. He like points, you know, he actually like moves his hand and like points it in a direction.
1: <laughs> He's got those big Coke bottle glasses on too, like <laughs> the whole sequence is pretty funny. Yeah. It's like gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Ooh, nothing over there. Nothing over there. All right, everybody. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. All and right. in the background you see Dylan and Anna moving down the hill. It almost it almost looks like Dylan is helping Anna a little bit if she's you know, she might be stumbling there a little bit and he's he's catching her.
1: Yeah, he must be over the leaves thrown in the face because he uh he's he's very gentlemanly here, helping her down the hill. Yeah, he's he's a gentleman CIA man, agent <laughs> man. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Thanks, Carl Weathers. Thanks, Dylan. Dylan! Yeah. So, okay, so after we get zoomed down the hill, uh, the bulk of the minute, uh, this is a pretty cool sequence, I think. Uh, did, did you like this part? I, I liked how, I don't know, I like the different camera angles here, and we would see different shots of our team. Uh, we get a little predator vision, and everyone is sort of staring off in the same direction and uh, Billy gets a
0: little unnerved. Yeah, and I I really do enjoy this scene too because when you're watching it, you don't really know what's going to happen next. If you're watching this for the first time, you you might be thinking, is this a time where the team is going to come face-to-face with this heat vision adversary that we've seen this clawed hand and maybe this monster who's going to pop out of the jungle at them right here? What's going to happen? We really don't know. And Billy's our, um, what would you call the a barometer for the the paranormal.
1: Yeah. He's kind of the, the proxy for the audience here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's staring at the jungle. Like we're staring at the jungle. I really like this wide shot of Billy kind of strolling from his, from left to right. It's, it's a wide shot. We see like most of the frame is the jungle Mm -hmm. and Billy's kind of in the foreground. This is a really great movie to watch in true uh, widescreen, high definition. I watched this movie so many times as a kid, just TNT or whatever on TV, like in the four by three aspect ratio on your shitty dad's, you know, your dad's shitty tube TV. Um, (laughs) So like we live in an era where like we're really spoiled getting these Blu-ray releases of these great movies and we can watch them on these high def screens and uh, shots like this really pop. Like the color mm-hmm.
0: and the and the image, it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. There's just layers to every shot. Um, you can see what Mick is trying to do with these shots, where he's showing he's cutting back and forth between the team who's hidden in this hilly, claustrophobic, viney area, and he yeah. inter, interlays that with Billy out in the open, just by himself, looking out into the jungle, and the cameras behind him. This kind of billy cam to show us exactly what he is seeing, which is a lot of empty jungle, but it's this wide open space. It's this different area than what the team is going through. Yeah, and it must be terrifying, right? Because it yeah. it's, it's 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 at the
1: same time, wide open and claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you feel like you're surrounded, but it feels endless. I don't know about you, but when you were looking
0: were you at this shot, were you looking for the shimmer? I was looking for the shimmer. I made a note that uh, between 18 and 19 seconds just because we are so desperate for a look at the predator especially us <laughs> watching this <laughs> right time and time again that I, I almost fool myself into saying oh between 18 and 19 seconds uh, next to the large tree to billy's left there's like a little tiny bit of a, like a flash of a shimmer hmm. i don't think that's anything other than just maybe some sunlight breaking through or reflection but if i was desperate enough i would say oh yeah right there because that is where the predator is supposedly looking at billy from the predator's vision you can see the is looking around a large tree and yeah. when it when it zooms to that predator vision that is scary to me because it looks like billy is just right there or it looks like the predator is really close to billy and you might be thinking is the predator going to hop out right here and do a surprise attack or is yeah, it going to wait
1: that is jarring when they, they really quickly, right in the middle of the sequence, they really quickly jump back to Predator Vision kind of abruptly, like you you don't expect it. And yeah, and, and the Predator Vision kind of pans from right to left, like he's behind a tree. Mm-hmm. And you realize that, oh, shit, he's right there. Like, Billy is right in front of him. I mean, and, and we cut right back to Billy, to that wide shot, and we can see the tree that he is presumably behind. Right that tree, uh, you know, to the left. And yeah, I agree with you. Like you look over there and you're really searching for it. I don't think it's actually there. Mm -mm. Um, You know, like, especially just from a filmmaking, you know, uh, perspective, like if they're going to spend money on the special effect, you're going to see the special effect, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? (laughs) So it's not, I don't think it's actually there, but you know, right where the predator is just from that quick uh, predator vision shot. So it's a really well done sequence. I like
0: it. Yeah. And, um, just like I was talking about the layering before this scene really gives uh, the jungle some depth with some vines in front of the camera as it's tracking behind Billy. And then as like you're saying, as the camera's moving left to right, everything kind of freezes in place once it settles behind Billy for a few seconds. But in that, yeah. in that movement, everything you can see the entire jungle in front of him just shift and uh, settle in as the, as the team comes behind him and, is trying to figure out what in the world is Billy doing. All right. So after this,
1: the sequence with Billy, where we kind of like see the jungle from his perspective, we get the predator vision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now we kind of like have a, a series of jumps to different characters
0: mm-hmm. that are all kind of watching Billy. Right? Oh, did, did we talk about what Billy's doing? Like uh, what he's holding? I don't, oh, think, uh, I don't think we're quite there yet. So, Oh, okay. So we're a little, okay. I'm jumping the gun a little bit. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we get the sequence with Billy uh, looking into the jungle mm-hmm. right around second 20 it ends around second 20 of this minute right. and then we get a series of cuts to different characters right okay so yeah
0: so take it away yeah
1: yeah so it cuts back to to mac mac
0: mac 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 mac
1: mac mac, mac! <laughs> thank you <Yeah. laughs> um and mac is watching billy um then it kind of cuts back to someone else. I can't quite tell. Oh, it's Hawkins Mm -hmm. in the bushes. And then we get the cut to Arnold. (laughs) We were talking about this part earlier. This is great. This is great. Like cuts (laughs) back to Arnold. He's holding his weapon and he's clearly looking ahead to Billy. And there's some uh, commotion behind him. Like the rest Mm -hmm. of the team is coming down that little hill Mm -hmm. and he sees Billy stop and look around and he does this awesome move where he just throws his fist up in the air, and the team behind him just comes to a stop. Mm-hmm. What do you think about
0: this shot of his bicep right here?
1: <laughs> this is like bicep porn, John.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I think this is um, what all the the gym going and the the competing, <laughs> the lifting is, um, is 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 being done for these uh, hero shots, just for the biceps. Oh, it's such a hero
1: shot. Like, if you pause the movie right here, like, it could be the poster or, like, the cover of a video game for this movie. Like, yeah, his fist up in the air and his bicep is, like, trying to break through his skin. <laughs> like, it looks unnatural. It's
0: so big. It is, yeah. It's
1: just freakishly large. Massive. Like, I am a small person. I, I do not. I am not muscular. I don't. Exercise like his bicep and tricep is the size of my head, <laughs> it's so big.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it, it is. It is something that John McTiernan talks about in the commentary for here. He says, uh, Arnold really worked on like the weightlifting during the shoot and so much so that it became a competition between him and the other actors where they were just going to the gym all the time and if you remember a few minutes ago Svenoli Torsen a good friend of Arnold who's in this movie helped set up the gym and run the gym a little bit yeah Uh, but yeah there's all these stories of the guys like running 10 miles a day and and working out at 4 a.m and (laughs) mismatching shirts to fool jesse ventura yeah (laughs) Yeah, i've i've heard about that like they uh
1: they made a bet they uh told told jesse ventura to to measure or he wanted to uh, to compare his bicep measurement to arnold's Mm -hmm. and arnold told him to to tell him that his was bigger even though it wasn't right
0: biggest thrill for me was when we hit wardrobe And I happened to view Arnold's wardrobe tape and when my arms taped out one inch bigger than Mr. Olympia's that made Jesse Ventura feel pretty good. Well, I'm very happy about that because then my
1: joke worked. Because I told the wardrobe department they should tell him that. So I can bet him a bottle of champagne afterwards when he comes to the gym. He came to the gym two days later and he says, you know something Arnold? We should measure our arms, who has bigger arms. I said, of course we should. I said let's bet a bottle of champagne he says of course we should and then we measured it and
0: my arm was three inches bigger than his what the fuck and he lost the bottle of champagne so, i mean you know the trick trips uh, they work on everybody and bodybuilders and also and
1: wrestlers it was good yeah <laughs> i love that i, I <laughs> I wish I could I wish I could have been there to see to see that. That's such a great story. Oh, funny joke. I fooled you. You are stupid and weak. And weak and your arms are small and flappy. That's okay. I do that with my my daughter's four T T-shirts. I, I
0: I put them on so I can flex in the mirror and look, look
1: strong.
0: <laughs> oh man, we had the uh, we had the little sixth grade class Olympics in my classroom the other day. Oh, and nice! One of the events, of course, was arm wrestling. And then, right, yeah. the the big sixth graders like, yeah, Mister Z, like, fight me. Let's arm wrestle. And of course, I'm like <laughs> a grown man with children, so I just okay. Wham, wham! You know, give get him his loss and just move on. Just was it? Was it so satisfying? It was satisfying for about five seconds, and then it was <laughs> the saddest thing ever. It was just sad. It yeah. was just sad. Oh, man. I used to
1: always love like the uh, we would do like the students versus staff basketball games mm. when I taught middle school. Yes, and it, was, it was just an excuse to
0: like body check <laughs> like <laughs> some kid he didn't like yeah yeah just really dress him down yeah yeah oh sorry buddy oh foul okay here's the ball you take it back mike was so good at mike was like a bulldog i don't know if you remember uh mike when he oh, played yeah. but he was he was brutal um and i i invite him to a basketball night um that i was a part of i think last year and he was just totally wrecking people he's such like a a wrecking ball in the court but yeah
1: because he he camps out and and grabs rebounds and like he'll throw he'll throw people around with his body yeah yeah (laughs) and he's real competitive so he just doesn't give a shit so competitive yeah (laughs) yeah he fit he fit right in with this squad right here Um, okay. So back to, uh, drooling back, back, back to having a man crush on, on Arnold's bicep Mm here. Um, this is like, this reminds me, it it just like makes me realize like why he was such a star in the eighties. Like nobody looks like Arnold, you know, Mm -hmm. like when when you see this quick, it's like a quick, almost throwaway scene where he throws his fist up throws up the bicep but it's like holy shit like, <laughs> I, <laughs> the team knows that bicep <laughs> yeah like it's, it's unreal and so at the very least like he became the star that he was because no one no one looks like arnold like he's just ridiculous
0: mm-hmm. it's and it's just crazy. it's just
1: all part of his look too yeah. And he's got that stern face on while he's facing forward and the guys in the background just stop on a dime with his fist is up and then he does that great move where he just opens the hand, mm-hmm. right? And as soon as he opens the hand, they start moving again.
0: Like it's just all seamless. It's so great. But they, they and they know exactly what all that means because the fist means stop and the open palm does not mean like just keep going. It means like settle down, like move to a place you can settle down because that's what the team does. The team doesn't. Oh, you're right. The team doesn't keep that. moving past them. They just pause, take a knee, and Dylan pulls Anna down and says, Kayate. so that um, Dutch and Mac can have a little conversation about Billy.
1: Yeah. Oh, so it's kind of like find find a spot and 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 wait. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So is that what he says, Kayate? Yeah. Shut up.
1: <laughs> no I mean that's I thought, what he's saying right right no yeah, yeah fuck you <laughs> No. Uh, when, he, when he first said that I thought he said uh, Kumite which is what the crowd chants in Bloodsport when Jean-Claude Van Damme is fighting <laughs> I was like is that Kumite <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, maybe we we'll see some it. Jean-Claude in this movie later on we'll, we'll, we'll see well,
1: Jean-Claude connection yeah um, all right. So, yeah. So Arnold, the old fist up in the air, opens the hand. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So what happens next year? So he uh, stops the crew. They all settle in. We've got Dylan that kind of uh, sett- Dylan! Dylan! settles there with Anna. And then we cut back to a nice close-up of Billy. Mm-hmm. And the camera panned or zooms in, and Billy is rubbing his little... <laughs> I don't know. His little love pouch. Like, what is this he's got around his neck right here? Well,
0: in the uh, script, they just call it a talisman, which would be oh, okay. uh, which would be an object believed to have some kind of magical properties, right. either protective or, in general, magic, or yeah, enchanted somehow, or some kind of family heirloom. That, he, that he's mm. holding and he's rubbing. So I am super curious what it is. There's never any mention of it by name in the movie. And in the script, it's simply talisman. And when we zoom in, it looks like a leather pouch on a leather string. Yeah. And there's something in there. What do you think is in there? Oh, man. I It
1: it looks like it could be a little like it's kind of it looks like it's sort of hard, like it's a little stone maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, maybe it's it's a little something special he keeps right there. <laughs> maybe you know this is the 80s like there's no internet uh, maybe it's a little uh, he's got his favorite uh, his favorite pornographic magazine page folded up in that little pouch <laughs> folded up real small real, real small. small keeps it stuck right in there and you know when he's feeling nervous he just rubs that little guy.
0: <laughs> we were talking about the talisman. What's <laughs> <laughs> got Billy so I don't know excited down there? <laughs> oh, he's got to let off some steam. <laughs> let off some steam. Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs>
1: let off some steam, Bennett.
0: <laughs> I need. I need a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
1: what's, what's your hypothesis? What do you think?
0: What, do you think it's something other than a pornographic <laughs> magazine page? <laughs> I think to answer the question, we have to put ourselves in the mindset of Billy, as in, what would mm. I have in my magical neck pouch? And gosh, the only thing—the thing that keeps popping up for some reason—is a tooth. I don't know what tooth or whose huh. tooth maybe like a cool shark tooth, maybe like a a wisdom tooth they took out Mm -mm. last year during Halloween. I had a crown that popped off when I was eating caramels. (laughs) So maybe it was that with like the caramel still attached. (laughs) Billy's Billy's caramel crown. Caramel crown. He's just rubbing it for
1: rubbing it for luck. Maybe he swallowed his crown and (laughs) a couple of days later he retrieved it. And, uh, (laughs)
0: decided that it was meant to be and just kept it. (laughs) What what about you, Jeff? What would be around your neck in a tense situation? Oh, man. Ooh,
1: putting me on the spot. Yeah. Um, Around my neck. Well, if I'm going to be like honest and sentimental, it would probably be like a picture of my daughters. Oh I know. Yeah. I went from dick jokes to... (sighs) This is sentimental. But honestly, like if I was in a a war situation like this, and I had something special, it would probably be something related to my family, maybe a photo of my wife and children. Um, you know, or like a little, you know, heirloom or something that my daughters had given me before the trip. Mm. That's probably what mine would
0: be. That's a much better answer than what I had. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's also my answer now. <laughs> Were you going to say like your, uh,
1: I don't know, one of your Nintendo controllers. <laughs> or something? Oh man, that, that would not
0: fit, but that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but it's like folded up really tiny, just like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe just
1: the very first like B button from your original. Oh, NES right, you, you would hold
0: it down to run. Oh, <laughs> oh. so you gotta, gotta rub it. Yeah. <laughs> gotta rub it. Gotta <laughs> rub it. And I, I think the, the camera work does a good job of showing Billy to have a really tough, scarred up, bleeding face, but him rubbing that talisman it, to me the viewer tells me that he is scared he is nervous he doesn't know what to expect any more than we do yeah no he is he is worried like mm-hmm. he's been on edge for the last
1: you know well for you know most of the first act of this movie he's been sensing that something is off mm-hmm. and um yeah and so this just confirms that and at, when he's done rubbing his his little talisman <laughs> here. We cut back to a uh, Dutch and Mac, Mac, Mac. Um, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Mac, Mac. <laughs> uh, And they basically have a conversation about just that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So they, do you want uh, to do a dramatic line reading? I was going to say like, uh, yeah, should we do a dramatic? Although I don't have the lines away. I need to pull up the script okay sorry cut that cut that all of that out yeah uh, cut what out <laughs> <laughs> it's gone uh, yeah let's absolutely do a, a dramatic line reading now uh, do you who do you want to be uh, I'll be Mac you're gonna be Mac okay Mac! I, I will try to do that Arnold <laughs> <laughs> what God got Billy
0: so spooked <laughs> <laughs> So spooked. Um, wait, I'll try again. <laughs> no, that was great. I, I, I love it. <laughs> right.
1: uh, What's got Billy so spooked? <laughs>
0: okay. Okay, okay. Can't say, Major. Been acting squirrely all morning. That damn nose of his, it's weird. <laughs> and seem. I, I don't even, what does this even mean? That damn nose of his—like he's like the the hound dog for them. It's that's uh, yeah. That's that's I think the interpretation is
1: he's like he's like a dog on the hunt. Like he mm-hmm. sense that he smells something is off.
0: So I, I, it made me wonder that this has to be something that the team is used to, right? With Billy acting squirrely and Billy doing Billy things. Yeah,
1: like he's he's acting off here. Um, Mm -hmm. that damn nose of his, he's, you know, we've been seeing all along that he's like the tracker. He's, -hmm. he's, he senses something is off. And I feel like the rest of the team is really finally coming around to it. They could have played it off earlier as, oh, he's being paranoid. He's being, you know, suspicious or, uh, and maybe unnecessarily so. But, um, at this point, I think they are just as spooked as he is, he might have uh, a little bit more of a reason, you know, for whatever reason he can, he can tell that something is in that jungle with them.
0: Yeah. I think the team is doing a great job of respecting that and not right. Calling out to him like, Billy, what's up? Or Billy, what's, what's your nose telling you? Or Billy, how's the uh, little talisman feeling right now? (laughs) Yeah,
1: you're right. They just kind of like, let him do his thing. Don't they? Mm -hmm they just stand back and and they're they're clearly concerned they're having that conversation between the two of them what's got billy so spooked but they're not bringing it up with billy
0: right and we'll see dutch approach billy next minute and ask um, what's got billy so spooked but we'll we'll leave that here for right now um, i think my last note here is that this is an all team minute we see hey all of the, the whole team together in one minute. Panchito and Blaine are in the background as Dutch raises his fist. So we see them a little bit just moving around and then freezing again. Nice. Uh, all team minute. That's rare. Very fun. Yeah. yeah. Love the all team minutes. Yeah. Take them, take them as as we can for, yeah. oh, I don't know, the next few minutes or so before we have less of a team to show. Nothing added to the kill count, though. Wah, wah, nope. Uh wah. wah. Nope. So does that uh, round out this minute? The last thing I'll add is that when we see the Predator looking at Billy in this open space, this is foreshadowing for me and for anybody else watching this on repeat of Billy's fate when the Predator is approaching Billy, making his final stand on the log after he cut himself with the machete. Machete. Predator is approaching him. So a little, little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, um, I have to, I have to argue is going on here.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think that's true. I, I think that was probably intentional.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't, I can't think of anybody else having such foreshadowing, like where it's that similar imagery that we right. see early on than we see later on. Like every, everybody else has, it's not like Dylan at one point, like catches his arm in the door or something like that. And it's like, ah, damn door. Right. And then like later on it has his arm blown off. It's just, <laughs> his arm is <laughs> kind of blown off out of nowhere when right uh, you're watching it. Um, except some people have argued that uh, it's just tangent. Some people argue that showing those, the, like the bulging arm handshake with, Dutch was somewhat foreshadowing for him losing his arm later on. Mm. And in fact, Dutch is also shot in the shoulder and the arm area, uh, but his arm does not fall off because the the weapon is in the way.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Huh? Well, I'll take um, all that back. I guess there's like, I think there's going to be foreshadowing for every single death. I'm just going to go ahead and like really reverse that decision. Yeah, nope, that there's there. gonna, yeah, there's gonna be some foreshadowing and we're going to talk about it every time a character unfortunately dies, which they have <laughs> to do for this movie. So sad, yeah. So sad, but so awesome as well. Yeah. Hey, what else is awesome, Jeff? What do you have on your
1: recommends for this Ooh, week? Are we in the weekly recommend segment? We are. Ooh, fantastic. I um, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of movies this last week, so mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend another podcast. Ooh. One of my very favorite podcasts. As soon as an episode of this drops, it is an autumn auto download for me. Um, it is a podcast called Reply All. Have you ever listened to Reply All, John? I have not heard of Reply All. Ooh, Reply All is a good one. So there is a large podcasting media company called Gimlet, um, and they have a number of good podcasts, and mm. my favorite of them is called Reply All. Um And the tagline for the podcast is simply, a podcast about the internet. But it is so much more. It is a show hosted by two guys named uh, PJ and Alex. What's great about it is you never quite know which show you're going to get when an episode drops. And they do different types. Some shows are kind of like investigative journalism where they find some issue or something or maybe a scam that's going on online.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and they investigate it and try to get to the bottom of it and figure out what's going on. Um, and those are super interesting. Um, it kind of reminds me of like a... Maybe a more of like an npr style like investigative journalism piece uh, some segments are um, more about uh, maybe an internet controversy or drama that's happening that they uh do their best to explain that maybe you're out of the loop maybe there's a thing going on on youtube or twitter and they will try to explain Kind of what the, the drama is with that's happening there, and then they also have some episodes. Uh, some of my favorites are called Yes, Yes, No, where they bring a guest on, and the guest brings them a tweet or maybe a Reddit post that they don't understand. Hmm. And, and the two hosts, who are kind of nerdy internet experts, will break down and explain to them like what that particular means like what does the me mean what are they referring to and they go into a backstory and really try to explain kind of where this particular piece of internet culture came from Hmm. Um, and that sounds super dorky but man it is really well put together it's a very well produced podcast it's interesting pj and alex are really funny together and it's just great so check out
0: reply all one of my favorite podcasts. Okay, and um, did you have a certain podcast episode that stood out to you that someone could try for the the first listen
1: yeah thank you for reminding me so I did I was I wrote down a couple episodes if you've never watched before or excuse me ever never listened before um, there are a couple that I would say are good kind of jump you know jump in episodes that will give you a feel so if you would like a really good yes yes no episode check out uh, episode number 131 and you'll kind of get a a, and that's a fairly recent one you'll get a feel for what I mean when I say yes yes no if you would like a, a good example of Like an investigative journalism type episode. Check out number 102 and 103. It was a two part where one of the hosts uh, investigates a a kind of like one of these like scammers that will like call you, Hmm. like a phone scam. Yeah. And In investigating this phone scam, it leads him to traveling to India. And he travels to India to try to get to the bottom of this phone scam. And the story is fascinating. And he records and documents the whole trip and what he goes through. Um, It's really good. And then if you want a good example of like them trying to dissect a internet uh, drama that's happening, check out uh, episode number 126. It's called the Alex Jones Dramageddon. And that's a good, kind of just a a good snapshot of what they do with in in that type of episode. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Reply all. It's just great. If you've never listened to it, you can really not go wrong just going back to the beginning and starting to rifle through their episode. It's really good.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: Well. Awesome. Yeah. Recommend. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone check it out. It's really good. Cool, cool. What do you got for us, John? What's
0: on your uh, recommend list this week? Uh, well, season two of this show on Amazon just began or just dropped um, about a month ago. Uh, it's a superhero comedy, farcical show. Uh, it's called The Tick. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm. Oh, I remember the original Tick. Yeah. And I, Way I. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So there. Yeah. The Tick has gone through a lot of different iterations uh, the cartoon show live action show and this is the second live action show. Mm. This stars Peter Serafinowicz and... What is his name? And Griffin Newman, <laughs> forgot his name. Griffin Newman from uh, Blank Check podcast, which is a, a whole other recommend some other time.
1: Oh yeah, that's a great
0: podcast. Yeah, great yeah. great podcast. Uh, but the Tick would be my recommend. I really enjoyed the first season uh, when it came out. Uh, I really am enjoying the second season, um, as the the Tick is this this uh, the Tick himself is this just very positive, very chatty and somewhat naive a superhero <laughs> slash super creature um, who's fighting on the side of good, but he talks all in um, these superhero cliche platitudes. Like, it's, <laughs> you're going to be a great hero today, hero. And we're seeing all of the Tick's adventures um, through Griffin Newman's character's eyes, Arthur, who plays the sidekick, character the moth um, who's who is mortal way different than the tick himself and as as they're going through trying to fight crime and trying to battle supervillains, it's a really good i don't know it's a really good trip um, as you're following the sidekick trying to learn how to become a hero uh, albeit really reluctantly and comedically uh, so give that a try. That, that's the Tick. It's uh, Season 2 just began, or just, I keep saying began. It's Amazon, so they dropped the whole thing. <laughs> right. Season 2 just, <laughs> just dropped, uh, like I said, about a month ago.
1: Would you say, could you enjoy this uh, newest iteration without having seen any of the other uh, Tick series in
0: the past? Or do you kind of need to know the lore to, to enjoy this one? No, you don't need to know the lore at all. It does a great job of... Revealing piece by piece who the tick is and who Arthur is and what exactly the conflict ends up being for the whole story arc of the whole series, however long that series hmm. is going to go. And it's 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 what makes it really enjoyable, I feel like, is knowing less in the beginning. I, I, yeah. I feel like does it yeah, really serves the, the viewer in learning along with Arthur what's going on.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. Good recommend. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. So, uh, where can people find you, Jeff? Oh, you know, you can find me on the Twitters, uh, capital K Carl underscore capital H Hungus 314. My name is Carl H. Been Expert.
0: Come check me out. Yeah. Yeah. I see you talking movie things on there, and occasionally the I've sports been... quotes are up there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to be more active on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tw- I, I enjoy Twitter i feel like twitter is a thing that you can enjoy most if you are very careful about who you follow and who you don't follow (laughs) and you can just sort of like twitter's cool because you can like kind of create this little bubble of things that you enjoy and uh you know so my my twitter feed is mostly filled with you know movie news or pop culture stuff some sports stuff so you know I tend to uh, tweet and retweet things about that. So if that interests you, come on by CarlHungus314. All right,
0: right, will do. Yeah, uh, You can also find the Predator Minute on Twitter at Predator Minute. You can also email us any crazy, kooky hand gestures you use to direct your team in the jungle or... Uh, in the classroom, or on... Or tell us uh, what you keep in your leather pouch. Around your neck.
1: What in the world is in that bag?
0: What you got in that bag? That's that's (laughs) what I'm most curious about, I think, is what is your talisman that you're rubbing nervously as (laughs) death looms over you and stares you in the face? (laughs) Mine, apparently, is is an old tooth that popped out. (laughs) (laughs) Mine, apparently,
1: is an old page from a pornographic magazine that I found in the woods.
0: Just rubbing it one last time. One last time. Uh, You can also share those thoughts on our Facebook page at the Predator Minute listeners palapa. Target the center of the palapa. Target the center of the palapa. Target the center of the palapa. And for all things Predator Minute, I've been John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And until next time, Stick around. Stick around. What's got Billy so spooked?
1: <laughs> what's got Billy so spooked? What? What's got? He kind of whispers that line. Yeah. What's got Billy so spooked? What's got Billy so spooked? <laughs> <laughs> Some. Like, sound kind of like a Minnesotan. <laughs> I feel like I just slipped into Sean Connery like What's, what's got Billy so spooked? <laughs>
0: Dude. (laughs) Dude. Dude. That was such a good dude.
1: What? Got Billy so spooked?